Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, our next guest is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and also I'm a little bit petrified, because whenever we have a guest on that has done another career for such a long time, and then has become a creative artist, I'm ready to quit my job. By the end of this chat, I'm going to quit my job and create a musical at Joe's Pub, just like Carrie. Carrie, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you about your journey or your artistic journey and about this show. You, I led the witness here a little bit. You, you were working in, in pediatrics for a decade. I was. Yeah. So I started off, um, I was a musician growing up. I played violin starting at the age three. And so I had a musical path for sure, but I decided not to go to music school and go to nursing school instead. So then, yeah, I spent well, 12 years working in pediatric critical care. I, wow. Well, thank you for all of that time. And and congrats on, on, on the new journey and the next chapter as you've been working on. I understand. I was a musical theater kid, went to school for musical theater, had a bad audition and became a teacher. So I get that sometimes okay. our journey takes, our journey takes us a roundabout way to get to where we're supposed to right. be. Exactly. Blood love. Blood Love has been something that has been cooking for quite a while. Can you tell us what the idea and how the idea came about and what is it? Sure. Well, after I left my career as a nurse, since we're getting into that segue, the next thing I did actually was open a theater. So I took even weirder path to writing a show that I I started with theater instead of with the show. Um, So after opening a theater, we started doing a bunch of different kind of immersive experiences in general. And we started um, imagining a very immersive vampire party. And we did this party. Um, It was set to original music. It had a fashion show with all original designs. And it was just really well received and super cool. Um, And we decided we wanted to build it out into more of an actual show. So I started um, writing some of the first songs and just kind of coming up for a concept for the show in general. It's, It's not a traditional book musical. We didn't come you know, start with a book and then write songs to set to that story. We just kind of came up with our own concept, our own storyline. The entire thing is original. And we just sort of weaved it all together into now a 90 minute musical. It is a full blown 90 minute rock pop extravaganza musical. Wait, I, I think right. I read this when I looked you up and looked, read your bio and read about your past. You opened a theater, which if anyone knows about running a theater, opening a theater, taking over a theater, not the yeah. easiest job in the world. Yeah. You're not going to become a multimillionaire by opening a theater. Where where are you from? Where did you where did you open this theater? So it's in my hometown of, of Wisconsin, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So that's why it was a little bit, you know, we kind of were saving an old historic building is really what we were doing. And it's not a traditional theater. It's really more of a 
hall. It has a full stage and a we have a sound system and you know theater lights and such. But it, the floor is such that it's just open flooring. So we actually do a lot of other events in there. Um, and we kind of set it up as a theater when we're doing shows from time to time. And of course, when we do this show. Well, I'm obsessed with this whole idea of the Midwest, of Wisconsin, of you up there opening a theater, changing it into an immersive space. Immersive theater is such the in thing. We all want to be in 360. We want to be surrounded by the art and, and, and the artists that are involved in this. When we step in foot of Joe's Pub, where all the cool kids hang out, I want to be cool enough to be at Joe's Pub. Carrie, I want my show. <laughs> when, you, when you step into that space, it's so intimate and it's mm -hmm. the is right in your face. What can we expect to see it, music, story, attitude. What what is what is an evening going to be in in for us? Well, I'm really excited about Joe's Pub because we kind of try to create that environment in our theater, and our theater is kind of a big blank slate. So we sort of have to haul everything in to basically create what Joe's Pub already is. So we're, we found like we feel like we've kind of found the perfect space for it. Um, but yeah, the, the show moves all around you. I will say this version that we're doing in January is going to be a little bit more of a pared down concert version. We okay. The space is a lot smaller than our uh, space that we've been doing it in priors, the stage in particular. So we're kind of paring it down to more of a concert version, but we'll still have a couple of our lead dancers and there'll be some other surprises in there. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't just happen on stage. It, it definitely moves all around the, the room. Well, while we're talking about it, we might as well just, if you want tickets, go to the publictheater.org, publictheater, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, if you're listening to us.org, or you can go to bloodlove.com and find out information. And yeah. and you could always follow her on, on the Insta, on the gram, yeah. and <laughs> music. So your journey with this show, you're, you're, here's some of the artwork for the show. It looks beautiful. You're in the show. Yeah. Those are actually our, those are our two lead dancers, choreographers, and just a cool photo that was taken live during one of the shows. We sort of turned it into um, some artwork of our for our marketing, but it, it, that, that's actually Jonathan and Oksana. And I was going to say they're no slouches. That you've seen them on on television and, and through the dance world, and your right. entire cast for this show is no slouches at all. Would you like to tell us a little bit about who's performing and how how do you get them to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> well. So it's, just, you know, you start to build networks in this community. And I, I'm not in New York. I'm in, I split my time between Wisconsin and actually Florida. So I'm not in either of the coasts, um, but I have dear friends now in New York and LA. And we just sort of have built our network, you know, as, as a spider web. And, you know, these days it's very easy to make connections all over. So um, our director, Daniel, knows a lot of Broadway um, performers because he was in Book of Mormon on Broadway for a while. And so he convinced one of his friends, Jelani, to come do the show with us, Jelani Remy, to come do the show with us last October. And it was phenomenal. And so when it was time for us to come to New York, we wanted to try to get a couple other professionals in there that had a lot of experience in the space. Uh, so we got Courtney Reed to join our cast. She's going to be playing Cleo. And then Constantine is going to be playing um, Anzic. So we're, we're super excited. And then I I'm, I'm going to continue playing the role of Valerie for the time being because I'm just not quite ready to let it go yet. But <laughs> and it's fun for me. I don't I don't perform on the day to day. So when I get to do it every you know a couple times a year, I really appreciate it. This is your baby. So you need to you need yeah. to play your part. Is this show, would you call it a horror? Is it is it is it spooky? Is it dramatic? What what is the genre? Is it new? What is it? I would say it's it's actually more dramatic than you would think. It's not it's not 
scary. It's um, fairly humanizing. Of We're modern day vampires. So it's not, you know, it's set in present day at, at a kind of at a nightclub called the Crimson. Um, but it's, it, it has a lot of funny, poignant moments, but I, I would say it has a lot of heart. It actually has a lot of feeling to it. And there's a lot of meaning between this behind the songs. We really wrote them as pop songs. So a lot of them were wrote about very personal things in my life and my co-writers lives. Um, and then we kind of made them fit the situations and the scenarios in the show. And so you wouldn't know listening to the show that they're about a breakup that somebody went through. You know, it's just we kind of shaped them that way, though. Well, that's the best art. It comes from the heart. I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. when you while we're talking about it again, two performances. It's January fifteenth. There's a five thirty yep. show, and a nine thirty yep. show, and the tickets are super affordable, way cheaper than a Broadway show. You can get a ticket for twenty or thirty dollars. Yep. You can have a drink. You can grab some food, and you can see real Broadway. Jelani is on Broadway right now. Courtney is on Broadway so right Courtney. now. Yeah, they're Monday night off doing two shows for you right there at Joe's. Right. <laughs> yeah, the the public puts on and has created some of the greatest pieces of art and biggest shows on Broadway. If it's Hamilton, if it's Hell's Kitchen coming to Broadway next season, et cetera, Fat Ham, all of these shows that have been originated over at the public. Right. What is it like when you write these songs and they're your babies and they're your story and you give them away and you see them sung on stages, iconic stages by some of the greatest voices of, of our generation, really? Well, it's hugely flattering to me that people have really embraced the music and really love the songs and that they are want to champion them and help us bring this show to the next level. So first of all, it's just, I'm very humbled by the entire experience, especially since Frank I don't have an experience. I don't have experience in this space. I spent my, you know, recent adulthood working in the hospital. So I, you know, this is still very new for me. And so I'm, I'm very flattered by all of it. Um, but I mean, it's going to be really exciting to put some new faces to the characters, this, this, and just going to New York, the energy there is going to be so different. You know, there's something really special about doing it in my own theater. It's a really good baking ground for us because we can kind of play with things. It's, frankly, a safe audience. It's a lot of our friends and family that come to fill the room. Um, but it's still a really good place for us to kind of sort things out and uh, in a friendly environment. We can really do whatever we want with the space because it's literally mine. So going to Joe's Pub is a really big next step for us. And it's such a historic theater. And hopefully it's just going to be the next step on big things to come in the future for Blood Love. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And you have built some following based from this show. So what what is what do you attribute the following, your social media following, the theater fandom following of the show? What was the thing that really clicked and, and kind of took this show and made it its own thing? Well, partially because of the people that I have working on it with me, they have some following of their own. Um, and then just, we've done the show several times now. So we do have some people that have actually seen the whole production and we've been starting to get the, you know, the music and the We've done a couple of film screenings because we filmed the whole production last year and we, we uh, screened the film a couple of times. So it just, you know, starts to kind of get some following. And uh, my co-writer, Drew Takaro, has he's written so many hits. You know, he's got an awesome following and Daniel's got a Broadway following. So it's just sort of everything accumulates when you're working as a team. You know, everybody's kind of this is definitely a passion project for all of us. So, you know, I think that really shows. Absolutely. Well, I was checking out. The tickets are going. They're going. So you better grab them. Grab them quick. Go to publictheater.org. Grab a ticket while you can. Go to bloodlove.com for more information about it. So here's, I have two personal questions for you, Carrie. They're not scary, I swear. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So I'm born and raised in New Jersey, one mile from New York City. So I'm a little spoiled by the culture and art of New York. You know, we're like these snobby East Coast New Yorkers, right? <laughs> right. Big New Yorkers. My partner lives in Michigan and I always poo-pooed the Midwest, as you know, <laughs> corn and cheese and things like that. If I was to move to Detroit, Michigan, or mm -hmm. to Wisconsin, or, there's a the people, there's a whole big artistic community. I won't have to give that part away and put on overalls and a pitchfork. Teach us, teach us the stereotypes are not true out there in the Midwest. No, not at all. So where I'm from in Wisconsin, the Fox Valley, there's uh, a very robust arts community here. There's a huge jazz community. I don't have to bring in musicians from anywhere else because half my friends are professional musicians and they work, you know, full-time as musicians in the community. We also have a conservatory in town in Appleton. So there actually is a very thriving arts and music scene here, which I think people do think is surprising, but we're really lucky to have that. We have a gorgeous performing arts center. We've got a beautiful, another beautiful historic theater in my town that does lots of really classic shows. So it's, yeah, it is surprising how much music is here and that you can really be immersed in that in a little place like Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It's beautiful. I, I love it. And then what was the moment you left your nursing job behind? How did you take that leap? It was hard, actually. I really, really loved my career as a nurse. Um, honestly, I just had too much going on. I have two young children. So when my second was born, my son, I, I was already opening the Howard. I had another young child. My daughter was three at the time. So I something had to give. I was working nights and driving down to Milwaukee. And it, was, it was just one too many things. And I, honestly, I was getting a little burned out. In the, I was working in the pediatric ICU. And it's sad. It's a very challenging profession and one that I loved for many years. But it, it was time for me to do something else and follow a different path. So I still miss it. I actually think about going back sometimes, but we'll see. I've got a lot of life ahead of me. So I am a vampire. So, you know, I've got lots of years. <laughs> Have you always been into vampires? Yeah. I mean, I get asked this a lot, you know, who isn't? I mean, vampires have just always had their, you know, if it was one show coming into fashion, then another, I mean, they're literally eternal and they're sexy and cool and everybody wants to live forever. So it's just a genre that I think has universal appeal. You don't have to be like a weirdo about it. I mean, we, we really aren't, I swear. Um, but it's, it's just, it, honestly, it's just kind of sexy and it gives people a, a, a way to sort of step into a different persona for the night. And when we do this around Halloween, we don't have people come in costume. We just have them all wear black. And so they can just sort of feel that character without having to be too much of a costume, if that makes sense. They get to personify it a little more. Absolutely. So so deck, get decked in your black clothes. Come right after the holidays when we're all depressed and miserable and we, we have nothing to look right forward now. to in the cold, dark winter here in New York City. There's, yeah, black would be appropriate. <laughs> Yeah. Black is appropriate. Broadway shows season is over. The openings are all done. It's the the middle of the winter. We're all looking for something to do. And at five, right. you have nothing to do at five thirty on a Monday, and you have nothing to do right. at a nine thirty on a Monday. So just go to publictheater.org and get your tickets and get your yeah. vampire. I know you all have watched Dancing with you know uh, Interview with a Vampire and True Blood and and Buffy the Vampire and all of the the, the Twilight of it all. You you love them. We all love them. So. We're here. We're here for it. It's a guilty pleasure. No matter which one is your favorite, I've watched them all, and they're all great in their own way. And some are kind of cheesy. Some are, you know, pretty impactful. So it just, you know, the the genre has gone through a lot of different iterations, and now we're bringing our own 
story to it. I mean, we really kind of came up with our own creative story for vampires. So I'm excited for people to see it. I have Blood Love, a vampire rock popra comes to Joe's Pub in January. Make sure you get your tickets. Like we said, it is January 15th, two shows at 5.30 and 9.30. Catch it before it heads on to bigger theaters and bigger stages and you can't get a ticket. Because who knows what, I know what, the, they got plans. They've got plans, I know that for sure. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you thank for, you. for sharing your art. And I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna think about that Midwest art life, Carrie, fine. It's great, I swear. You can come see a show at my theater. <laughs> Done. That's it. I'm going to audition. Him. I'm going to send you my yeah, 32 okay. bucks. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. I love Congrat it. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise. <laughs>